fighting COVID-19 with artificial intelligence. 10 new projects just announced. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Dr. David Cox, IBM Director of the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab of IBM Research. Welcome back, David. Great to be here, thanks for having me. Remind us about the relationship between MIT and IBM Watson's AI Lab. Yeah, so the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab, it's a collaboration between MIT and IBM. We were, we were uh, IBM basically announced in, in 2017 that it'd be committing close to a quarter billion dollars over 10 years to work with MIT, to collaborate with MIT to chart the future bounds of, of what might be possible in AI and to use AI to solve uh, hard problems that, we're, that we and our customers are facing in the world. You were just here a few weeks ago and now MIT and uh... IBM have a series of new announcements. Okay. Start by explaining the reason behind these projects and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so uh, the last time I was here, uh, you know, those were, those were better times, uh, you know, and, and you know, since then, obviously, uh, COVID-19 has you know, really changed most things about how business operates and how we live our, live our lives. And obviously, it's, a, it's an enormous humanitarian uh, you know, issue. So we at the MIT IBM lab, uh, it was clear to us that we, we shouldn't just sit by and, and continue as normal. So we put out a call to our community, a joint community across IBM research and MIT, uh, to give us their best ideas uh, for how we can uh, both deal with, with COVID-19 and also to deal with its aftermath. Uh, and then the result of that was a collection of 10 projects. Uh, that we think uh, where AI can make, you know, you know, change the game potentially and, and make a contribution to, to making the world a better place and better able to be uh, resilient, uh, you know, in the face of COVID-19, potentially find new treatments both for, for this uh, pandemic, but also potentially future uh, challenges that we might face in this way. Uh, and we've been really uh, thrilled by the level of excitement that the community uh, you know, has brought and the level of uh, you know, new ideas and, and enthusiasm for solving hard problems that communities brought. There are many, many projects, um, I think 10 in, in total, but if you could just tell us just about a few of those projects, that'd be great. Yeah, so um, they're, they're really, uh, when you have a problem as big as a pandemic, uh, there are actually many different parts of that. And we were, uh, we were thoughtful to try and span across many different uh, potential time horizons and potential ways of tackling COVID-19 with AI. In some cases, uh, projects that we were already doing, uh, the project teams came to us and said, hey, you know, we're, we're still committed to the original goals of this project, but we think that what we're doing might be relevant for COVID-19, and is there a way we could, uh, you know, you know, retarget our work? Uh, so, for instance, uh, we have uh, a project where we're using AI to help design molecules. So, uh, and in particular, proteins. So we had uh, one project where we were working uh, with a team at MIT, um, uh, Benedetto Morelli and Marcus Bueller, uh, together with, with IBM researchers, to design uh, new silk, uh, variants on silk protein for making, that you can spray onto fruit and make it last longer. Uh, and that's, that's an interesting project, but it, it turns out that uh, the same technologies that you use to be able to use AI to help you design you know, new molecules, new proteins, are very much applicable to thinking about how could you design new molecules that could help uh, prevent uh, coronavirus uh, infections or that could help 
uh, you know, and tar target different, uh, different sort of, uh, you know, parts of the pathway that, that produces the disease. And, and so the, the very same technology that we're using for other purposes for designing molecules, using AI to design molecules, we can now use it to design molecules that might be relevant uh, for COVID-19. Uh, another area, a project we, we have that we were already working on was looking at uh, in an intensive care unit, how can you use AI to be a sort of co-pilot for a doctor so that they can get recommendations uh, on, on what they should do and they can also simulate, uh, use AI to simulate into the future and ask, okay, well, if I do this treatment, what might I expect, uh, you know, 10 minutes from now, 30 minutes from now, an hour from now in the condition of my patient? Of course, given the importance of intensive care units, ICUs, and ventilators in particular in the context of COVID-19 and the treatment of COVID-19, this was kind of a no-brainer for us to take that same AI technology and, and ask, okay, specifically in the context of COVID-19, what can we do? How can we build these AI uh, co-pilots that can help doctors do their, their work more effectively, both for this pandemic and, and for future pandemics? Um, so those are some cases where we had projects that were you know, directly uh, addressing either you know, treatments or prevention of, of COVID-19. But we also have projects that are asking how do we uh, how do we deal with the larger systemic effects of, of COVID-19 on our economy? How do we use data to understand um, what's effective? You know, we're we're all variously going through different uh, kinds of lockdowns right now, um, but we don't really understand yet from the data what different kinds of interventions are effective in different cases, or in cases uh, where you have different populations. Are, are, can we identify those populations or those individuals even who might be more vulnerable to, to COVID-19 infection? That, that's more of a, a systems level, uh, you know, sort of uh, work. And we're working with uh, Dimitris Bertimas uh, at MIT to ask, uh, can we build AI tools that can help us with those kinds of data problems? How might we be able to apply any of these learnings or technology after the pandemic has passed? Well, uh, you know, un unfortunately, I think there's a new realization that, um, you know, this is probably not going to be our last pandemic. So uh, as much as, uh, of course, we hope that, uh, you know, that, that it would be, uh, you know, we recognize that this is a, a, a new vulnerability that our, our civilization, our society has. So um, everything we do is going to be uh, valuable for that. But even more than that, you know, understanding, uh, you know, understanding our economy better you know, understanding biology better, understanding, you know, whatever we design uh, that might help as a therapeutic uh, for, for, for coronavirus, um, you know, that same technology can be repurposed for other diseases uh, and other disorders. Uh, everything we learn about supply chains, we have one project uh, that we're working on uh, with, um, with uh, Anthony Sinsky and, and Stacey Springs on looking at the global supply chain for vaccines, because we know that, um, when we do get to the point of needing of having a vaccine, uh, we're not just going to have it's not going to be solved overnight. We're going to have to actually have a supply chain that can, uh, you know, you know, effectively produce that vaccine and then distribute it equitably around the world. Many of the core technologies in building that kind of supply chain resilience, yes, they're useful for coronavirus, but they're also broadly useful for for everything in the post uh, post COVID world. And I think that's really the, the crux of it. We're recognizing that the world is changing and that 
we are entering this era of uh, post-COVID. Uh, you know, even after we we beat this pandemic, um, you know, everything is going to be a little bit different. And we're asking, how can AI be there to help? How can we build more robust, more resilient systems? How can we um, guard against future threats, whether they be pandemics or other kinds of threats? How do we build a society and a civilization that's just simply more adaptable and resilient? Dr. David Cox, IBM Director of the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab of IBM Research. If somebody wants to connect with you, David, maybe they want to find out more about these projects, how can they do that? Yeah, you can come to our website at mitibm.mit.edu. All right, thanks again for joining us. And if you want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.